What is going on, everybody? What an interesting week. Starting with the Thanksgiving games. Those games, the Cowboys-Giants, the score looked like I expected, but the game seemed sloppy. The Lions, the Lions play the Bills. That was a fun game. And then the last game was a pretty interesting game, too. That was fun. Having, I was hoping it would go to overtime. I know Dino wanted that one extra yard. He ended up not needing it, what was a good thing. Uh, but that that was – I was hoping that game would go to overtime. That was pretty enjoyable. So with the – so if you hear anyone yelling in the background, it is my kids playing online with Eric's kids' video games. And sometimes they don't know how to just get excited without screaming. So I apologize. Let's get to the first game. You know, I Mixon was out. I didn't even think. Uh, I had Matt's roster set earlier in the week. Mixon was out. I forgot all about it. But Elijah scored 214. There is no combination on Matt's roster as Elijah gets payback after getting demolished by Matt week one when they played. Matt dropped like 240, I want to say. And Elijah had like a 170, 180. And I remember saying in that podcast, hey, at least Elijah only has to play him twice a year. You know, even if he loses both, but he actually comes back to dominate this win. So huge victory for Elijah as he is now six and six and Matt's roster is seven and five and he is a game back with two to go. And that will bring up a gigantic game coming up soon as Brian is five and seven and him, Elijah have to go heads up. Will they go heads up? I really hope they go heads up next week. Let me look. Nope. It'll be Matt's team against Brian. Brian needs to beat Matt to get into the playoffs, still have hopes to get in the playoffs. Because of now, he's still behind Eric's team. But he still has a possibility to win that division, which would mean if he could somehow pull out a victory over Matt's roster, that would set up a game. Because right now, what is he? He is one back of Elijah, which means Elijah needs to lose to Steve next week. Because if at the end, if Brian beats Elijah one game back, they would tie at the end of the year. And I would have I would have to go, uh, I guess, let me look. You know, I mean, it's a podcast. I should have had these stats written. Earlier in the season, Brian lost to Elijah. So they would split, and Brian would be two. He is, he, right now he has two wins, two losses, three wins, two losses, four wins, two losses, if he went on to win the rest of his divisional games. While Elijah, I think, would be – man, it would be tough. It would come down to a whole lot. Now, before we get to that point, since they don't play this week, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm not going to waste our podcast talking about coulda, shoulda, wouldas, and how long it is. In the end, they both got to win next week. Elijah does not. Elijah wins his games, and he's got it clinched. He doesn't have to win both. He just has to have Brian lose one. But he does still, to win that division, have to have Matt's team lose one. And the only really good shot is next week is Brian will take on Matt's roster. Because after that, it's Steve, who does have four wins, right? It is a possibility that he could come out with a victory. But that's a lot. That's a lot. It's asking a lot. So Elijah's looking, hey, Elijah's got to win this week. And he's got to have Brian beat Matt's team, which would then set up a very interesting finale week 14, Brian against him. So enough about that game. Elijah's team did drop 214. He doesn't listen, but let's go over. Josh Allen, huge game. Who else do you have? Miles Sanders, what a – that guy, I can't figure him out. For the life of me, I cannot figure out Miles Sanders, how he has these big games and then does. And it's not – I just feel like he's never going to have the big games after his career has been pretty much either injured or just inconsistent and un, unfulfilling of expectations. It looks like they finally got it going, and he had a monster game. Carter, 22 points, 21 for Brady. It was the defense, 50 over 50 points for his defense combined. So excellent week for Elijah. Big win for him. Let's get to the next game starting from bottom to top. And I have to go to Eric with a 176 to 134 victory. Things went right this week for Eric. As in the past, we might have seen Austin go out to have a a 190 game. You know, and Eric might score 185. And you're just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But it. Not this case. Now, this is a good good win for Eric. He lost week one as Austin got revenge for last year's game where uh, Eric ended up winning the division, winning the title, you know, the regular season title, so on, um, because of that game. And, uh, Austin did get payback. Austin's only victory on the season was week one against Eric. Another thing Eric can pin his, well, of course, the one win he gets is against me, uh, you know, to his shirt. But 
176-134. Kyler Murray outdoes Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers went out with the injury, but Montgomery and Gibson combined for 25. Jones and Najee Harris, who went out early. So if you would have told me Murray, Jones, and Harris outperformed Montgomery, Rodgers, and Gibson, I would have honestly given Austin a chance with Alan Lazard, Terry McLaurin, Pat Fryermuth, MBS, Marcus Mariota. With those as his, his other pieces, I would have said, oh boy, I might be nervous. Now we know the secret weapon, the cheat code for Eric is always his wide receivers. But we saw Justin Jefferson last week do very minimal in a big game against Dallas at home. So it is unlikely that that's going to happen with both of them. But it is a possibility. So that said, yeah, if you would have gave me a sneak preview and said, here's the score for the two running backs and quarterbacks, I might have been a little nervous for Eric. But his guys did exactly what we were talking about in the podcast before, is that Rodgers doesn't have to outscore Murray. Montgomery and Gibson do not have to outscore Jones and Harris. Just be respectable. And they were. And let Jefferson and Hill, who combined for 50 points, Jefferson getting most, that is, but still, combined for 50, while Lazard and McLaurin combined for 15. Anytime you are in that big of a matchup display or uh, blowout, you better make the difference. You better have a Travis Kelsey type game. You better have how we just saw with Elijah, his defensive team and player combined for 50. Austin's combined for 30. Well, Eric's guys combined, you know, Parsons and Niners, really good games. You would have expected more with the Niners getting a shutout. They must have not, what did they have? Just one sack. You know, if they had more sacks um, or a couple turnovers, with the shutout, they probably would have dropped 40, but that was not the case. Higgins, we said, you know what, he's due. With Jamar Chase out, he's 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 had a good game, and he had, I think, a pedestrian game, and then he had a really good game again for 30 points. Dawson Knox, irrelevant, didn't need to be. So 176, that puts Eric at 5-7. Five 5-7, and seven. Five and seven, starting out 1-3, and three, and since then, he has gone 4 and. Four and four? Has he gone four and four, really? Five and seven? Maybe he was one and four. Yeah, probably that. Because I remember there was a time where Eric won three straight to get his team back into it. But he's still in it. He's five and seven. At this point, let's look at the points as he has 1875. And now Brian's going to have almost 1875. But Eric will be up to 2000 now. So Brian did, because Brian's team, we'll get to Brian in a bit did have such a monstrous game, you know, one of the highest scores for the week. He did gain about uh, 50 points on Eric. But Eric having an almost 200-point lead, right? Let me see, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, almost a 200-point lead. Gaining 50 or fifty is still huge, right? You got two games to go. You're going to have to continue to gain 50 and another 50, and you'll still be trailing. That's the one tiebreaker Eric has over Brian. That's why, that's why you know, I've said it before, but in the end, that's why in the regular season, we've used to be that way. Like, let's say Brian beat Eric early in the year. You know, it was Eric had uh, Tyree Kill injured, Justin Jefferson injured, whatever, some bad luck. We used to have it that way. Brian would get the win, and then all of a sudden, if they finished tied at the end of the year, even if Eric had a 300-point difference, he would still have not made the playoffs. And I remember we changed the rule because we're like, this is ridiculous. We all knew Jacob's team was better than Nick's, even though Nick's team did go on to win the title. I think that I could be wrong. No, that's not the year. That's not the year. Because if Nick had won the t- the year, he won the title. Maybe it was. I, I, I could have swore that was the year Nick won the title, that Jacob should have been in the playoffs. But because of the way the rules set up, uh, he did not make it because of a head-to-head matchup. And we're like, you know what? Like the NFL does, we fix things when we find mistakes or flaws. And the better team is the team that scores the most points not who got one win in in a week. The the division, head-to-head, two games, that's a little different. You beat them twice, that's on you. If you drafted a team to have bye weeks or too many injuries, you know, you're drafting injured, whatever the case may be, two games, you need to win at least one of them, and then you can get the points for as a differential. But in division games, that's a little different. But, yeah, if Brian and Eric finish tie, the better scoring team should be the one that makes the playoffs regardless. And right now that would be Eric. So Eric is going, hey, he needed Dino to lose. I failed on that end. I could not defeat Dino. His team was outstanding. My team still played well, but not anywhere near it had been. 
and Dino got the much-needed victory, as we'll get to that game last. Uh, but Eric is still trailing Dino, knowing Dino still got to beat Mario, and he still got to beat Christian. The two teams that I think, regardless of point scored, record, have consistently, that's why they have more wins, uh, or at least Christian has more wins, consistently been better. Uh, so we'll find out as we get down the stretch. Eric, though, still, I, I'm if I'm Eric, I'm feeling good, right? He, he could feel like, you know what? I'm not. I'm feeling nervous because I always end up getting teams best. He did not get Austin's this week. He did week one. He did not this week. So that was a good thing for Eric as he comes away with the victory and is still chasing Dino. And Dino, if Dino can get through that gauntlet, hats off. I know Eric would be bummed. Who wouldn't be, right? If he gets through that, then maybe Dino does catch up. Because right now, let me see. Is Dino ahead of him? 1835, 1875. No. So Eric is ahead of him by uh, about f- almost 50 points because Dino did outscore Eric by a bit this week. So that's not too bad. 50 points. I mean, that's good for the tiebreaker, but that's not that's not like with Brian where Eric's like, hey, I got a 200-point lead. You outscored me by 50, and I'm still smoking you. That's the better team is Eric's roster regardless if they finish the same wins or not. But with Dino, 50 points here or there, I mean, it's pretty close. Dino's got more wins. He has suffered some major injuries as well. And if he can go through my team, which he just did, and Mario's team, and then as well Christian's team, hats off. He deserves to be in the playoffs. That would mean Dino is, let's see, right now he is 6-6, six and 7-6. Six, and six. He would be 8-6. and six. Eight and six deserves to be in the playoffs regardless of points scored, however it is. So Dino's still got that tough gauntlet, but he's got step one done with two steps to go. Anyways, back to Eric. Eric got the much-needed victory. Brian is still hot on his trail. Brian, though, is different. Brian and Elijah, they right now Elijah is 6-6. Six and six. He is tied with Dino. Let me see. But Dino, wait, did, did Elijah pass Dino in points? Did Elijah break 214? Let me see. Let me do math real quick. 31 points. Dino was beating Elijah. Ooh, barely, barely. You were beating him by 39. So now Elijah is only, uh, I think, about eight, seven to eight points behind Dino. So if the playoffs started today, Dino's in. Now, Elijah just beat Matt's roster. So all he has to do now is beat Steve, who's a four-win team, and beat Brian, who's behind him. Elijah is in the driver's seat to where if he wins both of those, he is going to most most likely win that division. Right? Matt's team still has to beat Brian. Brian's looking good. Uh, and then he has to beat Steve, which is a little – Steve's already got four wins. Two of them were surprise wins that were like, wow, we know if Steve's – uh, team really steps up. They can. Uh, he can pull an upset here and still uh, pull spoiler is he is uh, officially eliminated with eight losses because he's not going to catch up in points. He is not going to win that division, but he can still play spoiler. With that said, Dino, if you win out and Elijah wins out, right? And Elijah does not win that division, right? Because Matt, Matt has more points than Dino. So let's say Matt get, finishes seven and seven, right? Matt, let's say Matt loses his last two games and he doesn't win that division. Elijah wins that division and Dino wins out games and Matt finishes seven and seven. Or no, Dino would still could if he gets over eight. But there's a real possibility with Matt's roster scoring more than Dino by almost, uh, by well over 150. So there is a chance that Matt, Elijah are in and Dino is out. So there is so much drama the last few weeks. Let me get back to the games. Big win for Eric. He still has hopes and a very realistic. I don't know the odds. I'm not uh, the NFL. What is that? Next gen stats. I can't tell you the possibilities. I can do that with the draft lotto balls. I got more time and I. this is much harder. What are the odds? But Eric right now, from where Eric's sitting for the playoffs, he's just chasing Dino. Things can change in the next two weeks to where now he can be chasing Matt. He could be chasing. Does he have more points than, than Matt's roster? 1989. Eric's got 18. Yeah, Matt has more than him, but he does have more than Elijah. Yes, he does have more than Elijah. Even with Elijah's big week. So, 
Elijah does have one more win than Eric. So, man, yeah, right now he's chasing Dino. But that can all flip to where it's Matt and Eric doesn't have more points than Matt. If Elijah overtakes the division or it's Elijah. Wow, this is this is interesting, man. And this is way better than last season. Last season, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion other than uh, I think the maybe two teams. Remember, it came down to because Matt and Dino were fighting for that division. The odd man out was going to have to have so many points more. And then Matt lost and he should have been been out. Elijah just had to beat Nick and he was in. Uh, he lost to Nick and Matt had more points. So Nick actually, you know, bailed Matt out with the, that victory. But that was it. It was basically Elijah and Matt or Elijah and Dino. Matt was going to – the winner, one of those was guaranteed to get in. Whoever won that last regular season game. And it would have been – even both of them would have been guaranteed to win in if they had the, Jacob and Mario, who were both NIT teams, had not pulled upsets the week before their matchup. That's what made it crazy. That was like, okay, Matt and Dino. It was almost like there was no race. We had the six teams. And I remember doing a podcast and even a video with three weeks left going, okay, it's basically six teams. Elijah has a small chance, but the window was so tiny. And Eric's – or no, Eric's was already clinching it. it. That was it. That was pretty much it. We had five of the six teams set, and it was just between Matt and Dino. Maybe Elijah sneaks in. Then Mario and Jacob pulled up huge upsets, gigantic ones, and Dino and Matt both lost. And now it was, oh boy, the loser of that matchup could be out if Elijah gets the victory over Nick, who was you know, the, the president's trophy, the highest scoring team. And Nick had to score two, like 230, 240 to beat Elijah, who dropped like 210. So that was a very wild ending, but it was a technically two teams because the winner between Dino and Matt was getting it no matter what. This is not even near that with two weeks to go. Let, let, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine teams right now have possibilities of getting in out of six. Nine are fighting for six. Last year it was seven, and it wasn't even a, a, a fight until the final week because of those two upsets. There's no upsets this week that, he, you know, if if Brian loses, then uh, he'd be, let's see, right now Brian has five. Yeah, if Brian loses, the team that gets to eight is is almost out unless you have Brian lose. then And then Elijah, who's Elijah playing? Oh, Steve. Then Elijah loses, right? Because then Elijah's got seven. Brian would have eight. Eric would have to lose. And Dino would have to lose. Then it could prolong it for one more week of madness. But then it would be most likely Matt's roster would have that division clinched. So that would sure up that up. Then it would be Dino, Brian, Matt. I mean, Dino, Brian, Elijah, Eric. Four fighting for that last spot. That would be, we've had that. We had that. We've had that multiple times. We had it the year Elijah snuck in and beat Brian in the first round and beat me after the bye week and then lost in the final to Austin. And we had it. Uh, the year Brian was fighting in with Jacob and and a couple things needed to happen. And Brian got in and then beat, uh, pulled the upset in the first round on who it was against, then beat me in the second round and then beat Christian in the final. So we've had some drama like that in the past. But I, I can't remember since we've gone to contract leagues having nine teams with two games to go fighting for six spots. I don't remember ever having, oh my gosh. You know, whatever this this much stuff. So let's get on to the next game. This was gigantic, and thank you, thank you, Mario, thank you for dropping 183 to 157 over Christian. My team will still like the Miami Dolphins. I have soda. I'm not drinking it now because it's so early. We're gonna watch a Christmas movie coming up. Me and the kids when this is done. Um, so we're gonna watch that. I'm gonna crack open a soda, have some chips, enjoy the night. I'm doing my podcast earlier. As you've heard, I have not yawned once. Thank you very much, Eric. Me and Eric, the other night I was watching the SC game in his hot tub. Beat that, dude. Hot tub, the family over, SC. Then we watched A Christmas Story Christmas with a fire pit. Oh, man, what a quietest neighborhood you can think of on a beautiful night. Man, what a night. That was such a great evening. And then my wife did not feel good, and we had to go home after that. So no jackbox. But anyways... What was my point? Oh, yeah, Eric talking about – we were talking about the podcast, and he was imitating to our wives uh, how, you know, he's like, oh, like the yawn and then telling, get out, Vader, Vader, get down. And he was mimicking, and it had me dying because that's exactly what it's like. 
And I'm like, you go do it. And then Cindy, of course, chimes in with the, I know he's doing these things at 2 a.m. because I can hear him yelling, you know, or not yelling, but being very loud, being very animated, uh, talking. And I'm like, who is he talking? You know, she's half awake. She wakes up and she's like, oh my gosh, is something going on? Who's my husband talking to? Oh no, it's one of his podcasts. So much earlier tonight, 9.30, I'm doing it right now. So let's get back to it. Big win. Thank you very much, Mario, for that. I will still celebrate knowing all next this offseason that I am still the greatest win percent in league history. I, I, I have multiple records, and I love to always – I love records, and I love being the ones with them. I don't have them all. We got – there's plenty I'm ashamed that I'm even part of. To this day, Brian is – I'm the only one to have lost to someone where I have double the wins. You cannot get that unless Christian gets to 12 wins here and a six team gets in. I, I don't think that's a record I'll ever break. I had 12 wins, Brian had six, and he beat me. That's got to be a crazy one. So I'm on the flip side of both records. Uh, I can go on and on about records that I am a part of, but nobody wants to hear that. Nobody gives a crap. Everyone despises me, not as a human or a friend, but as as a, I would. I would despise me. I would say, dang, not enough. I, I don't want Eric winning that four years in a row. I am sick of this guy. Somebody beat him. Yes, I am right there with all you guys. So, yes, I will keep my mouth shut about other records. Just know that there are plenty I'm a part, part of that I'm proud of, and there are several that I'm a part of that I hate, that I don't think I'll ever be able to race off. But this is one I'm proud of, the best win percentage in league history. Christian, the best he can do is get to 12 wins, which he's done before in a 14-game season when he was 12-2, and two, so he can match that. Uh, but right now he will be 12 or 10-2, and two, needing to beat Dino and myself. No easy task. No easy task, so he has not got to that yet. He's still one win away. If he can, if Mario loses, right? I think I play Mario this. Oh, wait, do I? Who do I play coming up? I play Mario. So now Christian's cheering for Mario because if I beat Mario, even even if Christian loses, Christian could still lose. If I beat Mario, Christian, I believe, would win the regular season title because the best Mario can get is 10. They would have split their head-to-head games, and Christian would be, uh, I think, four and two. Well, Mario, maybe Mario would be four and two, and then it would go to points. And as of right now, man, I think Mario even passed Christian. Did he catch up to him? Let me see, twenty-point difference. Yeah, he passed him. Yay! This is getting crazy. I don't know, dude. There is a chance. So there is still a chance Mario can get the commissioner's trophy which is the regular season title. He's never had that. Mario's never had a trophy. He had the honor of having no first, second, and third round picks his first season, took a chunk of some of Jose's players, drafted some players that were even questionable, like John did in the past, and yet still was like the third best record, made the playoffs, was a, an a, excuse me, amazing team, and then he hit the toilet. This year he is not hitting the toilet. Mario is one of only three teams at this point. Or wait, let me see. Yes, one of only three teams that has clinched a playoff berth. So he knows he's in. The very tough problem is he wants that bye week. Because at this point, right, at this point, you got a possibility of Matt's roster, uh, Elijah, Jacob, all, all three of those getting eight wins, but two of those are going to win the division. My team's at eight wins. If I lose the rest of my games, I can be eight and six and drop back. But the problem is, as long as I keep scoring enough, I'm going to be towards the top of the points in the top three, which means all the playoff teams below me chasing me, they are going to still be below me. So if we all, if we get a three team, all eight wins, I'm going to be higher up, which would mean, thank you, Kyler. Yes. That's Kyler crying. If you heard him, Mario and myself would have to play each other because we would be the three and four seed exactly what we don't want. So it's almost like at this stage, do I bench all my players? Do I, do I put up the worst possible roster? Do I tank and try to score no points and hope to get a first-round matchup with, say, Matt's team, right? Jacob can get the bye. 
Or does Matt's team get the buy and I have to take on Jacob? Jacob already uh, played me once. Uh, that's tough. You know, I don't want to play Jacob with with. Let's go to Jacob's roster. I know this is a side note with Jalen Hurts, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor. I I don't want to play those guys. Brees Hall's gone. I remember he had three amazing running backs. Jamison Williams possibly coming back. If he comes back and is a factor, he is a great player. If he stepped up and made a huge impact for the Lions, I don't want to play Jacob's team. I don't want to play Mario's team. That's what sucks. I'm in a position, now that I lost, I cannot win the division. So by Dino beating me, I have no shot now of winning the division. I have no shot of a first-round bye. And I'm 0-4 in division games. 8-0 against the rest of the league, 0-4 against my division. 0-2 is Dino's won two in a row, starting a winning streak after losing like eight straight to me. Dino is on a hot streak now, two straight. So congratulations, Dino. We'll get more to that on our game. But Dino's team. My team, or not Dino, Mario's team, my team, and Christian's team are the only three who have actually clinched the playoffs. We will be in. There is three spots open with six teams fighting for it. And odds are Mario and myself are going to have to play. Unless Mario wins, then I'd have to play Christian. Heck to the no. So I'm in a very tough situation, but it's great for everyone else. You're going to have one of the top three scoring teams out in the first round. So... Whoever wins that NFL 2K23 division is going to have a bye week and probably the easiest path of getting there. But it does not matter. We've had teams with losing records win the championship or even make the championship. So let's get back to it. Mario's team, let's go over his top players. Joe Burrow, 20 points. Nick Chubb, 27 points. And that was in a game, at one point, Chubb wasn't doing much, right? And then it went to overtime. He had the overtime winning touchdown, which was gigantic. Mari Cooper, really good game. Chris Godwin, what the heck? He is a 12-point game and then a 30-point game. He had 35 points. Really tough to tell what's going to happen there. Great performance. His defense, nothing to write home about. Derek Carr, excellent game in the overtime. And can you imagine he could have had even more? Oh, I wanted that game in overtime. I needed that game. I was like, okay, it got to OT. Oh, I was so excited. We were at the bowling alley for our team. And then we had to leave. Or we didn't have to. We did once it went to OT. So... I didn't know what happened until we got to uh, home. And then I saw the Josh Jacobs huge run. But when it went to OT, I was excited. I was like, okay, Devontae Adams, just get 25 yards. You got the 100-yard bonus. DK Metcalf, he had a catch that they pulled away that was 10 yards. He would have got the 100-yard bonus. You add those points up, that plays a huge difference in a close game. I really needed that, and I thought we'd get that. Maybe Devontae Adams with a big touchdown. I mean, I could have beat Dino. I was pulling for that. Jacobs gets that huge run. Ah, that killed. But that was great for the Raiders. That was great for Brian. Um, that was great for Dino. <laughs> and that was great for Derek Carr, although it could have been even better for Carr. But he did not need it. In the loss for Christian, 22 points for White, 27 points for his linebacker, Brooks. Christian Kirk, only eight. That was a disappointment, right? We talked about no Jamar Chase, right? That's been huge. Put Jamar Chase on this game and – you're not playing. You're not seeing Peoples Jones who had 11 points. Alvin Kamara has been a disappointment. Tua. That was another thing that that hurt um, the the Dolphins is that the game was such a blowout so early. Tua got pulled and they didn't really need him anymore. Right. Tua needs to play the Ravens. Tua needs to play the Chiefs. You need these games where you're like, okay, this is it. You know, this is the big game. And I think they play Kansas City coming up here. No, at San Francisco. That'll be a good one. Now, that's a better defense, but that should be a fun one. That's one where Christian's going to go, okay, you know, I don't I don't envy Dino this week <laughs> right now having uh, the possible, very, very real possibility, Jamar Chase coming back, right? And Tua going against the Niners, right? In a team that the Niners are going to score and put up points. Mark Andrews is going to be better. Mark Andrews dropped a touchdown. Dropped, I could not believe it, dropped a touchdown. Cost me four point, points for Jamar Jackson and cost four points for Christian. I mean, those plays like that, you look at and you go, oh, it's only that. That's Those are the game-changing in the long run for everything. So I don't see that, that happening. I don't want to play Christian's team once Jamar Chase gets back. Does he have anyone else who was out, injured, or on a bye? I'm surprised he didn't play P. Ryan. Maybe he wasn't paying attention. Most start will be back. 
But yeah, if I was Christian, he's not going to bench Kamara. And Hollywood Brown, maybe play him over Hollywood Brown. That's a real possibility. Because P. Ryan with no mix-in, look what he did last week. He would have had 19 points over Kamara. Add 14 points, he still loses, right? Still loses, but you got more points, and that's what you need. That's what you need to get the tiebreakers. Um, but really good game, man. Really good game. None of them broke 200, and that's what I thought would be a possibility. I can't remember what I thought the final score would be if I said it would be 180 to 190, something like that. It was pretty close. But Christian ends his three-game winning streak, picks up his second loss, and Mario goes to 9-3 and three with a need. He needs to win. He needs to beat me. And I'm telling you, Mario, when we do the podcast, when we break down the matchups, I haven't looked at my team yet. Uh, I'm coming for you, Mario. I lost you last time. And I felt, you know, if I played you the week before or the week after, I would have won. I feel like I, this, I'm getting you. I'm getting payback. I lost to Dino, and I'm not going to lose to you. So I cannot wait for that game. But that'll help Christian. Uh, and honestly, if I can, remember, that's one thing where I was like, do I bench my players, try to not score the most? Heck no. I'm going to play every player. I, odds are, happen to go against Mario, and then happen to go against Christian, if that happened. Oh, no, it would recede. Remember, after the second round, it goes based on record and points. So even if you're division winner three seed, if you if it's Jacob or Matt's roster or Elijah and they have less points than me and, and where our records are tie or they have a less wins than me, they would go play Christian. So I, it would it always recedes after the first round. That's only giving the third division winner a easier matchup as a reward for winning the division. But it always recedes after that. Um, but the, the odds are beating both of them when I haven't beaten anyone in that division all year are very slim. My goal is, could I win that President's Trophy? I'm going to play everybody. I'm going to try to get as many points as I can, and I'm going to try to finish third overall. I'll take a top three regular season after I started 0-3, so I'm more than happy to do that. Um, so, yeah, I am not benching anyone. I am not trying to play the easier matchup strategy, which never works, right? I got to take on Brian with six wins. And how did that work out for me? So big victory for Mario. Congratulations. Mario needs to get that win to get that bye. He knows how important that is. And Dino needs to beat Christian. Man, there is so many must-needed wins. This was a gigantic upset as Nick goes to 4-8, beating Jacob 164-178. to It was so close, right? Jacob's team, he picked up the victory last week. But he's going through struggles that, that Matt's team did in the past where, remember, he started out 3-0, struggled last year, made made some big wins, struggled towards the end, and had to squeeze his way in, and then dominated, got payback, and beat Dino in the playoffs, had a tough loss. The second. Jacob's team's on that same path, only uh, Jacob, other than now Eric getting some wins early in the season, didn't really have any competition. Remember, there's one point where uh, I think Jacob was 5-0, and and everyone else in that division had two, one to two wins. Right, they combined for like four wins while Jacob was five and one or five and zero oh or something like that. So it was not; it was pretty much his for the taking. He just had to not fall apart. And in my opinion, being seven and five is not falling apart, even though he might be two and four or two and five the last seven. That's a, that's a, a that's a stumble. But he is not, which we've seen the one year Nick was three and zero oh, and then lost. I think the next eight that's falling apart. That is where, oh my gosh, the train wheels fell off the track. It was terrible. That is not the situation here. Nick, very respectable win as a defending champ, coming out there, getting his fourth victory. When it looked like after some of the injuries and just some of the bad team play, that he might be lucky if he gets two wins, and now he's got four. Prescott, 18 points, not bad. 37 for Jalen Hurts. You know, Barkley, good game, not a monster game. Robinson, 26 points. You know, that was genius to play him. I thought for sure Gibson would have had the better game. Then when I realized, when I thought about it later, I was like, why? If I had Gibson and Robinson, I would have went into that game just going, oh, yeah, I'm playing Gibson. Not stopping to think, hey, if Washington gets a lead, they're probably going to lean heavily on Robinson or the fact that Atlanta is not good at stopping the run. And Robinson is their running back. Gibson is their pass receiving back and their relief back. So that was actually the smarter play. 26 points, gigantic for him. Travis Etienne getting injured is what really doomed him, right? Because he's got 164. He loses by 14. You're telling me Etienne can't get 14 points when he had 
15, 12, 23, 32, 33. Then he only had 10 against KC, but that was kind of game scripted. We wasn't getting a lot. That was the first time uh, since week six, I want to say, when they traded James Robinson, that he did not have uh, over 11 carries. So that was kind of whole thing. And then he gets injured, right? He gets injured. They have the bye week. He gets hurt. He literally gets two touches. I mean, that's that's huge. Nick had no one get injured. And then the Dolphins dropped 42 points. 42 points. I mean, when you get a combination of Robinson, Garrett Wilson, this is kind of like the way Nick won this game. This is how I won like my first three games where it was like injuries stepped in. I've talked about it before. That's what happened here. Garrett Wilson does not have this game if Zach Wilson is still in, right? The offense looked fluid. It looked awesome. It was fun to watch. I really wish Justin Fields was in the game. That's my biggest killer. When Justin Fields did not play, I was incredibly sad. I, I love watching Fields, and he's been my moneymaker. Now, no excuse. That's not why I'm saying I lost, because Justin Fields could have came in. The Jets' defense is really good. I had uh, – I'll get to my game in a bit anyways. But, no, that's not why I lost. I just wanted – I love watching Justin Fields. Wilson, 26 points. That was the big thing. And then, as we said, the Dolphins, 42 points. The Dolphins – what did they get the week before? 26, 17, 10. If you add like a couple of those weeks together, that's what they got. They're at San Francisco. They're at the Chargers. They're at Buffalo. They're not going to get this game again. Jacob Jacob has run into kind of like what Eric has, where it's just, man, you get these guys where every week, you know, you could combine their last three weeks. And, that, and, and now today, you know, oh, the guy had eight points, 12 points, seven points. Oh, but today he had 39. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good week for me, and that's what happened to Jacob here, where it's like, all right, the Dolphins basically did what they did the last few weeks combined. Uh, Garrett Wilson has a new quarterback. Robinson played the perfect defense against Atlanta. If it's against the Giants, I'm playing Gibson. I have other leagues where I have both running backs on my team, and I am I played Gibson like a fool. Next week, I will play Gibson against the Giants because the Giants will have the lead, and Robinson's not going to be leaned on as much. We'll come back and talk about this. I will bet you right now that next week, Gibson outscores Robinson by 10 points or more, unless they're both like nothing, non-factors. But Gibson will have the better week, mark my words. But this week, it should have been Robinson. That's why I'm shocked I didn't see it. Jacob, though, had a really good ETN. That was it. I mean, Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis, we know that. Boom bust. I'm guilty of it, too, uh, where you go, hey, I'll take the high ceiling, but he has a very low floor. Olave, 11 points, not bad. Jonathan Taylor, 19 points in the game against the Steelers, 32. He could have had so much more, 86, 86 yards and a touchdown. Let's say, I know it's hypothetical, if they just tied the game, tied the game and go to overtime, Taylor is easily going to break 100 yards, gets the five-point bonus. Jacob is celebrating right now a victory and his brilliant trade for Jacobs. Herbert, 32 points. Seahawks, Jacob probably played the card saying, hey, the Raiders. And that's true. I thought the Raiders-Seahawks was going to be a high-scoring game because the Seahawks' defense, sometimes they play really well, but the Raiders, I can't figure them out. I don't think it's the defense that shuts the Raiders down. I think it's inconsistent coaching and the offense not being on the same page week in and week out, right? Because it's not just bad bad defenses. They can go out there and play really well and have a great game, and then the next week it could be a bad team, and they play bad. They play to the level of their competition, and sometimes they outperform. The Seahawks are better this year than the Raiders, but the Raiders are still a playoff team from last year and occasionally step up and have a great game, and they didn't even need Adams to have a great game. Jacobs ran all over them. Of course, Mr. Jacobs, you're my number one customer, Mr. Jacobs. We'll just recover it for you, Mr. Jacobs. How do you like my Arnold Schwarzenegger? If you've seen Jingle all the way, you know what I'm talking about. So Jacobs was the reason Seahawks only seven points. That was another killer. His defensive player, 29 for Bolton. Michael Bolton sang the night away to 29 points. It's ironic. Nick had him. Nick dropped him because Bolton played like turd. And now Bolton, Jacob picks him up, plays great. And Jacob still gets the loss. So if I'm Jacob, I'm still, I'm upset. I'm pissed. If I am Jacob, I am 100 upset pissed because he knows if I win this game, if I win this game, I basically, with two to go, I have the division on lockdown. I got eight wins. 
I think he would have clinched it because Eric would have had five. I would have had eight with three to go. Now it's still up for grabs where Eric can win out and Jacob can lose out. Don't worry, no, I'm just about done. And then we're going to do something. Noah keeps walking in the hallway looking at me. So big victory for Nick to save pride and to play spoiler, right? That's always fun. That's always fun to play spoiler. If Eric comes back to win this division, Eric can send Nick um, some C's candy and thank him because this is the reason why. Next game, Brian over Steve. Uh, over 101 points. In the end, if I'm Steve, this is the losses. I know the loser is mathematically out. Brian still has a shot. Brian had a better chance. It's almost like as a commissioner, I'd prefer Brian's team to win it because Steve, if he'd won it, he's so far behind in points, he's not going to beat anyone in a tiebreaker. With Jake or with Brian having a 231, he's caught up to some teams and can still potentially make that playoffs. He now has five wins and is only a game back of Dino. 231. We know why. He really blew up. Mr. Jacobs, 63 points, dude. 63 points because of the 10-point bonus. I have Jacobs in another league, and I still lost after that big game. He only got me 49 because we don't have the bonuses we have in this league, where he got 63 outstanding points. Trevor Lawrence, love him, 32 points. Great victory for Jacob. 21 for Thielen. That was a good play for uh, Steve. 25 for Lamb. It was looking good for uh, Steve right after the the Saturday or the Thursday Thanksgiving games. Thielen twenty one, Lamb twenty five. What else did he have? Did anyone else play that night? No. Well, what did uh? Let me see. He had Schultz get nineteen. That was a big game, and I think that was it. Oh no! And then Cook had twelve, so that was a bad thing. Russell Wilson only had six, but when you have a guy drop sixty three. And you have a uh, White drop 27. You have Trevor Lawrence drop 32. That alone, that scored Steve's total, you're going to win. And Brian won gigantically, and that's what he needs. He's going to have to win another big game like that next week, going against Matt's roster. He has to outscore a lot to get the tiebreaker. But Brian's still in it. He is right back in it after mortgaging the season last year having a really good roster, making a few trades, right? Let me see. Let me go to Brian's team. I thought he made a few trades to get off that roster. I don't care about that roster. Let's look at his draft picks. He has a first, a second, a third, a fourth. He does have two fifths. He's got the eighth and tenth he got from me last year in that trade for Zach Wilson. How's that working out for me? Looks like a brilliant move um, for next draft. But an eighth and tenth, I'm not going to even be drafting by the eighth round, most likely, with all the picks I got. So big victory for Brian. Congratulations as he tries to continue to push for the playoffs and win his second title. It would be if he can get in the playoffs and he makes another spectacular run. That would be his fourth, a record-tying fourth championship appearance. He's went there once and lost, went there twice and lost. The third time was the charm, just like Matt. Third time was a charm for Matt, and he got it. Brian, third-time charm was there for Brian, and he got it. If Brian can sneak into the playoffs, overcome some outstanding odds, and get in, he would have the record-tying four championship appearances, regardless win or loss. Buffalo Bills, you know, a la Buffalo Bills. That is outstanding. That's amazing to get to that many championships. To get to three in 12 years is outstanding. Um, so kudos to Brian, as he is a top-notch guy, and this was a big victory for him. How much time do we have left? 43 minutes. Let's get to the last game. And it is none other than Dino Dan, who made some outstanding. I still have not had the pork. I got to freeze it. Outstanding turkey for Thanksgiving. It's so juicy. I actually heated it up and had some again today. So good. So salty. So outstanding taste. It tastes juicy and fresh. I feel like I'm doing a commercial for him. 183 to 165. Kirk Cousins barely missing, getting up to that 30 points. Lamar Jackson, 24. That was push. Remember, we said that could be a push. James Conner was high point for him. 33 for St. Brown. 28 for the Chiefs. Great grab mid midweek. Short story, I actually heard other experts say, get the Chiefs. I said, look, I know they're playing the Rams. I don't like to grab guys who go against my team. I'm not going to get Kansas City. I got the Cowboys. They're gonna, the last time they played the Giants, they dropped 31 or 33 
I'm good, right? Even if they dropped 33 this week, I still would have lost to Dino. Barely. It would have made the Monday night game nerve-wracking for Dino because Pickens had a touchdown if Pickett doesn't overthrow him right before half. And that would have probably cost Dino the, the win. But the Cowboys played well, but they just like the Niners, they didn't really get a lot of sacks. They didn't get a lot of turnovers. And the Giants played decent enough. They put up enough to where they did not give up a lot. And that was the difference in the game right there. Because running backs, Ramonde, like my running backs combined, uh, barely outscored his. McCaffrey got injured. DK and Adams combined for 35. His receivers combined for 48. He beats me there. Tight end, I beat him, but not by much, 7 nothing. And then everything else is pretty much even. Geno Smith. See, Geno Smith got 28. I mean, if Fields had played, he probably would have got the same thing. Fields, though, offers you with the rushing and throwing. I mean, look at some of the games Fields has had. He's had two 40-plus games. So that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm hoping. Rest him. Rest him. Rest him. And when the playoffs come in two weeks, that's when I need him at his fullest. So I hope the Bears rest him because especially now that I can't win the division and I have to play in the first round regardless, I'm hoping what's best for my team in the playoffs. But great grab for Dino by the Chiefs, 28 points. And James had 19. Big victory for Dino as he needed that. He needed that to give him a little breathing room because Dino knows, hey, he gets 8-6, to six, he's in. Dino just has to win out regardless because if Elijah wins out, and Matt wins out, I think, point-wise, Dino's going to have to score. When you were going against Christian, and then you're going against Mario, if Dino wins those, he's going to have to drop 170 or more, which means he's going to most likely keep or uh, grab a bigger lead of the points. So, big victory for Dino. We talk about each division. It's a two-horse race now, right? It actually, right there, as I'm talking, they adjusted this. I love it. As I was talking before, I had to guess, or I had to look at it and go, okay, I do that wins loss. Um, it's official now. Mario jumped up. He is the three seed. I dropped down, or the two seed. I dropped down. I am the three seed. Christian's still the one seed. Matt with a one game lead. See, D Eric is number eight now, but let me see 2051, 2010. Ignore that. Remember, they're basing it on head to head record and division record, stuff like that. They don't have it based on points because then that throws it off in case it is the division leader, right? Let's say uh, let's say Jacob and Eric both finished the same thing. If I put it on points, even if Eric outscored Jacob, but Jacob swept them 2-0 in the, in the regular season, Jacob should have it. So I will fix the playoffs at the end of the year. So please, I talk about it enough in the podcast if you listen. Ignore what that says and listen. Not ignore, but if the playoffs started today, right now, Eric, uh, I mean, uh, Dino would be in, but, but look at that, Dino. Look at it right now. Elijah has 2010. You have 2018. You need to maintain that eight, eight point lead because if Matt's rostered, if everybody maintains where they are right now, right? Eric could still win, but Eric's got 2051. Jacob's beating Eric 2071, beating him by, by 20. But they're still going to have to go heads up for that division. We'll break that down next time as we talk about. Um, I'll see if I have a podcast tomorrow night. If I don't, there will definitely one be before on Thursday morning for sure as we talk about Thursday and the next matchups. But as we go through this, in the divisions, you got Eric right now, two back with, with two to play. He's, he needs a lot to overcome that. Elijah, one back. And he just got done beating Matt, their, their tie, and it's come down to points. But Matt's got him beat by 106. That's why he's saying Matt's team um, just needs to win, and he basically has it. But, Dino, you don't have that locked down for very long. With Eric just chasing you and Eric actually beating you by over almost 35 to 40 points, you're going to want to keep winning. Or win and have, what should we call it, lose, Eric lose. But, man, Elijah's pushing. Elijah is breathing down your neck. Eric is breathing down your neck. Eric has more points than you, but you got one more win. Elijah's only eight points back. So, man, very exciting. Very, very – let me see. If the playoffs started today, Christian would have the bye. Matt's team now passes because of the points, passes Jacob. And Jacob, who had the bye for basically the majority – almost the whole season, for the first time ever would have to play in the first round, and he would host Dino Dan – 
while, of course, me and Mario go heads up. The winner between me and Mario would then travel. I love saying traveling because it's like a real thing. But would travel down to the bottom of the bracket and take on Matt's team, while Christian would take on the winner between Dino and Jacob, setting up an amazing Final Four. But you got right now Brian, Eric, and Elijah, three really good teams. I love the fact that with the contract leagues, we usually was a six or seven horse race. The contract leagues now, I think teams are figuring out, like Jacob, how he's talking about draft, that you, you could still not have to sell the farm. You could still maintain some players, build a good core, and get some picks at the same time, right? I mean, I have two first-round picks and two second-round picks, and I'm right now, if it, as it stands, a playoff team. And I clinched, so I'm going to be. Now, how much am I winning the President's Trophy by? I am at 2208. The closest team is 2177. That is Mario right behind me. So I barely have a 30-point lead. I really want to win that. So I'm going to make sure I put the best team forward as me and Mario go heads up. Christian's still in it with 2131, 2177. Matt's roster, 2116. Elijah's got 2,000. Eric's got 2,000. Jacob's got 2,000. It's a lot to come back when you're 130 points behind. But it is so doable. We've seen it. Look at Brian drop 230, right? It is so doable. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys have a great, hopefully dry day. I heard it's supposed to rain. I'm not looking forward to that. I, I hope it doesn't rain today. And I definitely hope it doesn't rain. I hate even on vacation. Because I plan on going to Knott's one of these days. And if it rains, it's going to ruin it. So have a great day. Have a safe day. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And I will look to talk to you again soon on the podcast. Get those waiver wire pickups. Because the next time we talk, I'll either be talking about it as it's about to happen. Or I'll talk to you Thursday morning. Talk to you guys later. Peace.